Hey everybody, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Becky. And Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Becky. Um, so everybody having a good weekend, week? How are things? Hiring. We had swim meet all weekend, so and it was like the hottest pool ever. Yeah. So I swear I sweated out all the toxins. Perfect. It was like a spa weekend then. Stop complaining. Amanda, how was your weekend? Um, good. We actually have company, so just kind of like all over the place right now. Oh. Is it welcome company or yes, company actually you're stuck with? Yeah. Okay. No, no, actually it's it's welcome company. It's like one of our really good friends. So that's not so bad. Good. That's no. nice. And it's just one one person. So well, that's even better. That's not so terrible then. It's not like you have 17 people and children no. or something. Um Okay, so I have to tell you guys about my scratch on my face because Mike Burr said I had to tell you guys. You have to tell the podcast world. I'm telling the whole world this story. It is so embarrassing. So I was in the shower Friday night and I went to pick up my razor to shave my underarms. And I was looking at the razor to make sure nobody had used it. And I sneezed. And I hit my face on my razor and sliced my cheek. Oh, no. This is what I did on Friday night. I was not even drunk. I wasn't even drunk. Only in Becky land. Only in Becky land, you guys. I come out of the bathroom, out of the shower. Mike's like, what's wrong with your face? And I was like, I'm not going to tell you. And he's like, what's wrong with your face? What happened? <laughs> what did Mike do when you told him? Oh, he tried really hard not to laugh. And he's like, you know, just put your He's a better person than I then. Anyway, so I have a nice little scrape on my face. Earlier, I was talking to Shauna and she noticed it. She's like, just tell people Ollie did it. Do not tell them you sneezed on your razor. That's what I thought. I, I thought think- you were going to tell us a dog story. Yeah, I was totally thinking an Ollie land shark story, but this one is so much better. Nope, nope. <laughs> because just... only you would sneeze and slice your face open. Well, so I don't wear my glasses in the oh, shower. So see it. So I couldn't see. So I have to hold it fairly close to my face to see things. And then there's an unexpected. And then I sneeze. sneezed, and and you're a full body sneezer. I'm a full body sneezer. Anyway, you made my night. With you this are story. so welcome. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, so much. here's the thing for safety purposes, please keep your razor at arm length from your face when you have to sneeze. Well, it's like in Boy Scouts, there's a blood circle. Like you have to keep like space when knives are involved. I should feel that same way about the lady razor. So you should. Anyway, that's or maybe this is the story to inspect the razor with the glasses on. Maybe do it before you get into the shower. the shower. Yeah. What were you even looking at though? Like to see if so I always make sure that after I use my razor, I clean it really well. Yeah. Okay. So there are other people that share my shower with me. And share the razor in if they sometimes. share my razor, I'm not using it. I'm going to go get another one. That's fair. I would because I don't know who or what it might have been used on. <laughs> yep, that's fair. 
completely we're not in razor sharing territory yet so they're not they're not old enough for that but like we should not be in razor sharing territory either (laughs) well nobody should be but i'm just saying like we're not even like the kids are not old enough for that and the husband does not use razor he's just burly well i mean i don't know so i inspect it to make sure nobody has tried to use my razor i mean that is fair i would and i would do some inspecting as well okay but apparently not sneeze on it (laughs) but don't sneeze um anyway on to other things so that we can move past my ridiculous life um this is so this is a gretchen question um i asked in discord for some ideas for terms of the week if you listened to last week's episode, Aaron Nicholas and I spent a large amount of time on microtropes. Um, so this was one of the next words that Gretchen asked us to define. We have three that she asked us to define. Microtropes, and then this one, and then another one. So this one is the word orb in romance. Okay. Did she? Now, I missed this because Discord is not my friend lately. Did she put any context to no, like I guess why it, she was questioning it? I guess it was a word that came up at Steamy LitCon. And what exactly does an author mean when they use the word orb? And it's funny because I was reading a book and it talked in that book. There was a line about like the orb of her breast or I've read them like where they talk ball. about. Yeah, like, well, they'll talk about the butt, butt cheeks. cheeks being like an yeah. orb or like high and tight then yeah so a lot of Amanda's face you actually yeah the only the the only orb I know about is like you know like a crystal ball and a paranormal I don't I don't know about body parts being described as an orb or if I have I've blocked it out okay so now that we're bringing this up the next time you read a book you're gonna be like oh my god the fucking orb oh I am you know I am I'm gonna be texting you and be like oh (laughs) you're gonna highlight it and share it as well I am So I think that what authors, when they use a word like orb, they're trying to get the, that circular softness, the softness of a circle. So if we think of like a crystal ball, it's very smooth and soft, right? Yeah. I don't think soft when I think crystal ball though. But the lines are soft and there's a glow to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that it's by using a word like that, they're trying to give off those same vibes, smooth lines, a softness. You know, if you call the sun an orb, you think about it as being perfectly round and then mm-hmm. a soft glare Glow on the. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's just a descriptive way for authors to say, instead of saying, you know, they're soft, smooth butt cheek. But really, if the woman's over 35, there's probably some cellulite and things are nippled. I'm just saying. Well, and also, unless you work really hard at it, they're not like roundish either. No. Hockey butt, I guess. But you have to work for the the roundness. You do. I'm oh, just saying. I wonder. There's no orbs on my backside. There's just a lot of flat. <laughs> You're welcome, people. You're welcome. Um, just really funny. I sent a TikTok to tidbit. Leah 
the other day that was like, there's the one friend that everyone presumes is just such a bitch and nobody really like knows how to approach them because they just seem like really bitchy. And then they usually have a friend that everyone thinks is the nice one, but is really the bigger bitch. And I just need us all to know that's me me and Leah. (laughs) I'm the bigger bitch. It made me laugh when I saw that. I was dying. And like, it's so true, though. It really is because I am the bigger bitch. She wears petty, bigger, pettier pants than I do. Like, her petty pants have layers. I wear petty pants like it's my job. You do. And Amanda's like, I don't want in on that. I'm going to go back to orbs. Oh, no. Actually, Leah and I send each other TikToks that are pretty petty all the time. All the time. Oh, cheese and rice. Amanda is right on my side. So, yeah, I'm just much quieter about it. See? And everyone thinks I'm the mean one. It's not me. Well, I mean, you're the openly mean one. I'm just openly mean. I can't keep my mouth shut. Um, okay, so let's get to this episode. We are going into this unscripted. So bear with us. It's going to be a ride, I promise. Um, On this episode, we are talking about the kiss. The first kiss, the big kiss, the -the over-the-top almost, but not a kiss kiss. Mm -hmm. All about the kiss and some theories behind kissing that I have. And if kisses, if that first kiss or those kiss makeout sessions can actually be hotter than the pop. Oh, yes. Yes, they can. Let me just say that right now. They can. So you think... sometimes. Sometimes like those first, like make or not even the first one necessarily, but there's sometimes just a makeout session or like a dry humping against a tree or an eating out against the tree. Cause nobody says which side you're kissing there. Like right. those can be way hotter than the actual pop. Well, I think about, okay. So Leah and I just read naughty and nice by Mary Cart. Amanda, have you read this book yet? Not yet. So there's this scene in the elevator that is their first kiss Oh, yeah. By the end of the first kiss, she is like dry humping the heck out of his leg. Well, and I think if the elevator had like not stopped, they would have kept going, but it stopped. And you're like, damn it, it's over. Block, block of an elevator. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, but it was so hot. Like, I was there for it. And then mm-hmm. like, there's only two more scenes in the books over. And now I'm mad. Because we have to wait until January. So we have to wait till January. Oh, is it like a, it's a it's novella a leading novella. to uh, Yeah, it's a prequel okay. novella. Which it was, it was delightful and there is some plot to it, but it, it, it makes us a little ragey now that we have to wait so long because, you know, January is so far away. It is super far away. But that first kiss was really, was really spicy. So when we're reading a romance and we're going into those first kiss moments, are you anticipating it as a reader? Like, are you, like, waiting for that moment? Or do you oftentimes feel that they kind of come out of nowhere? It depends on the story. So for me, the first kiss and either a second chance or, like, that pining hero or heroine, those first kisses always are the ones that I look forward to because I'm like, when is it finally going to happen? Like, what is the dynamic that makes these two people finally snap and they go at it? Yeah, I would agree on the, you know, when there's someone pining, because you're just like, you're, you're waiting, you're waiting waiting for them to get their shot or, you know, make it finally happen. But I also, 
I like it in a, in a slow burn too. I don't know. I like it when they draw it out sometimes. Um, I mean, I know not everybody's a fan of a slow burn, but I like it. No, and it's okay. I mean, it's okay. I think one of the great things about kissing and we don't talk about it a lot, but that first kiss and those almost kisses and those moments are actually angst. Mm-hmm. It creates well, tension. And that's why you have angst in romance is to create a tension, to create tension and to create um, words just lost my. But sometimes it's like anticipation. That anticipation. Like yes. it's the anticipation. Like you have that, like, like he just kissed the side of her like lips or like, in um, Dirty Talker by Marilyn Kelly, they have this fake kiss, like a Hollywood kiss, like to practice it. And so they don't actually kiss. So like you're anticipating like when they finally give into that. And it's funny you bring up Marilyn Kelly because I think she's one of the best kiss writers in romance. Yes, she writes a good kiss. Because she in does. Dirty Rebound, which is mm-hmm. a friends to lovers romance and slow burn they have this kiss. They're pretending to date. So it's mm-hmm. kind of fake dating, but it's not really. Right. They have this moment in this noodle restaurant where she's like, well, are you going to kiss me? So that like the guy that she's trying to prove that she's over him, he's like, no, but I can make everyone think that I'm giving you the best kiss. And this kiss is intense but it's not actually a kiss. Like he, mm-hmm. ne- his lips never touch her lips. Like they're just that breath whisper away from each other and the placement of his hands. Mm-hmm. And Natasha Madison does it too. Well, and does. Natasha does it where they'll have like those like really intricate, like, like momentous conversations where they're like talking basically into each other's mouths, which sounds really weird, but like the way that she creates that picture, like they have some really big moments in that, like right before the kiss or like the kiss doesn't actually happen because things are said and then like, it kind of ruins the moment, which is okay too. But like, she, she does that a lot. Um, I feel like she has the, she has that like internal dialogue where they're talking about, they're thinking about kissing each other mm -hmm. and then, you know, and then they have to, you know, it's like one person's thinking about it and then the other person's thinking about it and then it doesn't happen until way later. Like Mm -hmm. I had made for you on there with Xavier and Vivian and, you know, like they're internally talking about wanting to kiss each other for like so long. Mm -hmm. And then when it finally happens, you're just like, oh, like, (laughs) like, this is what I was waiting for. I think well, it's book five in that series um, where uh, that is Sophie and um, what is it? My, is he Michael? Sophie and Matthew. Matthew. Matthew mm-hmm. Petroff. They're oh, outside yeah, the bar. Mm-hmm. They're outside the bar standing by the car. And he's like, give me a chance. And. She's like, I don't know. And he's just that bare, barest of breaths away from each other. And they mm-hmm. don't actually kiss, but there is tension and he like hair. For whatever reason, hair plays a big piece into kissing. And we'll get back to that. But Mar- uh, Natasha Madison does do these almost kisses like Marilyn Kelly. Yeah. But I, but I love those little moments because there's like such tension and it's like, are they or aren't they? 
are they, are they going to like full on kiss? Is it just going to be like a whisper of a kiss? Cause sometimes those like little whisper of a kiss, like, where it's like, they just barely like make contact can be really like emotionally like charged in the stories. Yeah. Do you have any other standout almost kisses, Amanda, you can think of? Almost kisses. Um, I think, well, I have like a forehead kiss, which I'll save. And then, yeah, we'll get to those because I went searching. I searched through 25 books, you guys, for the word forehead. I did too. But that Tank and Leah one that you have, the Wicked Aftermath, like that, I would say that's more like an almost kiss. Like, because he doesn't make full contact. He does, but it takes like five pages. It does. So yes, I mean that is that's probably I think that's probably like one of my number one kisses ever. I just um, love them together. I do general, too because but... he he starts out and he like kisses her on the cheek, and then he brushes her lips and then he kisses the corner mm-hmm. and then they describe him as like smiling into the kiss, and she's just like, I mean Leah is just like anticipating like she just wants him to kiss her and he just keeps doing it really really slow and i swear it's like i don't know like three or four pages of describing it and he finally kisses you and you're like oh my god whose book is this um tank and leah it's the wicked aftermath by By melissa foster Foster. Foster. okay so he does a good kiss like almost kiss like that but there aren't really almost kisses it's like working up to like the main event like she does those slow kisses like along the jaw it's like the yeah. like piecemeal kisses almost. So like, let's talk about that tease. a little bit because there are some movements within romance that I don't think are real life translations. Okay. That like the kisses and the bites along the jaw. Have you ever been kissed like that? I've never been kissed like that. I, I mean, oh, Amanda's yes. like me. Yes. <laughs> um, it has happened a time or two. <clears throat> okay. I don't think it not has. Like, I mean, it's been a long time since I kissed anybody but Mike Berger, so maybe I'm just not remembering things. But I will say there has to be a certain element to those types of kisses. Okay, but what about, like, how many times we read in romance, he drags his thumb or his finger across her lips? Is anyone touching your lips? But lips are, like, really, I mean, that can be really tingly and, like, sensation. I mean, when we were dating, just dating, more stuff like that happened. I mean, now we've been together for a long time. So, yeah. like, the, honestly, the romance is kind of dead. <laughs> I love my husband, but we, I mean. I think you need a kissing tired, date. people. We're I think you tired. need a kissing date. You should go out for a kissing date. Uh, that, I mean, that's an idea. But, I mean, I feel like when we were dating, like, things like that would happen. But not so much now that we've been together for so long. What about you, Amanda? No. Is Mr. Amanda dragging his fingers across your lips? No, I don't really like, not the lip thing, more like the, you know, the the hands on the face and the hair and the, you know, but yeah, not the, not the lip thing. Also, I do believe in anticipation of every kiss and romance, the amount of lips being bitten. I believe that every woman in Romance Landia has got to be walking around with a fat bottom lip. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bites. Well, there's a lot of biting. As she general, like, but... you know, like holds her bottom lip or worries her bottom lip. I will say I don't do that like 
regularly. And like every time I read it, I'm like, why is that their go-to? Which it's fine if that's your thing, but do you bite your, do you bite your bottom lip very often? I do some. And, but then usually it like leaves like a mark on my lip and then I have to stop. So you have to imagine what this is like people just walking around biting them and you're like, oh, and I'm like, no. So I, because now that I'm sitting here, doing I can't it, read, like it's really I can't awkward. wear lipstick. Like I cannot wear lipstick. I cannot wear chapstick or lip gloss because legit I eat it off my lip. Like I scrape it. It's gross. I can't do it. I, I try to be a grown up. I am not a grown up when it comes to makeup, which is why I never wear any. I don't wear, I wear chapstick, but I don't wear anything else. No, it's weird. And then I got to like, feel like I'm scraping it off my lips. Anyway. Maybe you need different chapstick. Have Krista send you a tube of <laughs> chapstick because her chapstick is top notch. Um, Just putting that out there. Okay, so. Thanks. Does, there are other weird things that happen with kissing and romance. First of all, no man in romance. You know, everybody always makes the comments in, you know, you've seen the TikTok of the husband that takes the water bottle and is like, trying to imagine the girth of the hero's mm -hmm. penis yeah and stuff okay but nobody talks about the fact that there are no bad kissers in romance well unless it's like the, not the hero or the heroine yeah oh i read one but i i have a question though and i can't think of it if you have this intense connection with somebody do you think even if they were a bad kisser, you would notice? That's fair. Maybe not. I guess. Maybe not. Because I feel like, I mean, you could, you could be the worst kisser in the world. But if you have this, like, connection with somebody that you feel on, like, a molecular level, I don't think that you would acknowledge or even notice if it was a bad kiss. Because it's, like, hitting you, like, deeper. Um. Also, who's got somebody that does like the grab behind the neck? Because oh, that's Riley, like, Riley that's, Edwards. Oh, Riley she, Edwards. That's like the go-to for that all is of the her hottest heroes. thing. But that is not happening in real life. I have never seen anybody grab someone by the back of the neck and like pull them in for a kiss in real life. I mean, maybe in porn, but not. I'm not really watching a lot of people kissing in real life. Like, you don't ever see people like kiss. That? I mean, yeah, I do, but it's not, it's like rain, like in the stores or something like that. Like, it's not like I'm just watching people kissing. Okay. What kind of life are you leading, Rebecca? Apparently, um, one that cuts my face when I sneeze, but also apparently you have no voyeur, voyeur tendencies. I totally you clearly do not have voyeur tendencies, but yeah, Riley is a big one with, with that, where like, they'll like scoop the back of the neck and it's like to get attention like of the like that's when they know they're being serious and it's like an intense moment sarah snow yes. likes a neck grab oh yeah i feel like darker romances the neck grab is more common too but they're a little bit more forceful or even they're the not throat grab oh yeah the throat grab because well they're kind of stealing the kisses too those are not always consensual kisses those are sometimes True. grabbing the throat and just Lee and i her. recently read a book where the heroine it was a forced marriage mafia romance michelle mm -hmm. heard yes the heroine would not let the hero kiss her until he she was on the lips on the lips until she was fully committed to them oh, until being they together. both had feelings for each other 
like until she felt that like feelings, like she had feelings and feelings were returned. There was no mouth kissing, mouth to mouth kissing. There was mouth to other things, but no mouth to mouth. I think there's a few books like that. I actually have one. I actually have one on my list like that. What's that? It's well, it's not for they're waiting on feelings, but it's the undercover attraction by Katie Robert. The O'Malley's. Yeah, he didn't like he would yeah. never kiss anybody. That's the book yeah. I was trying to think of yeah. today. So Aiden and Charlie. So it's like when they finally do kiss, it's after she shares like um, you know, like a traumatic story with him or whatever, and they finally kiss, and then that's when they know like it's it's gone from a fake relationship to a real mm-hmm. relationship kind of thing. Yeah, I've read like three or four books like that. And of course, like as I'm going back through like all my lists, I cannot for the life of me find them, but it's like the dude is a hoe he's just a hoe yeah but like his one caveat is he won't kiss them like he'll do other things he'll do everything else but no like mouth kisses because like that he feels that is too intimate and then the one book i'm thinking of but i can't for the life of me remember like he does by accident like he's so in the moment like he does it and then after the fact he was like oh fuck I what book is her. that? I don't know. You are zero help, Leah. I know. So if anybody's listening can think of this book, please let us know because past Leah was a dumbass. She sucks. Um, so here's a question. Do you think the kisses are, so the anticipation of the kisses in something like a one night stand or a rom-com or a meet cute versus the kisses in a second chance romance versus like forced proximity do you think that those second chance kisses are more intentional and intense in a book than say what we get with like an instant attraction or a fake relationship i think it depends on the dynamic of why they broke up in the first place for me at least I bring it up because in Fearless by Zoe York, those two waited forever. Seth and January waited forever to kiss. And um, when he finally, when they finally do kiss and then it goes to some oral love, um, it was hot. It was so fucking hot. The tension in that book was so intense, but it's a second chance. Mm hmm. Well, but like in more made of moments, like we're like, that one is really anticipated. And it's like, they, I mean, they had a one night stand, they ended up with a kid, like they're doing this co-parenting thing, like pros, like, but you're really anticipating for them to like come back together and like give in to those feelings that, you know, they both have. And like, we are just waiting and waiting. So it's one of the, like that one, it really is like the anticipation build up, and it's like, Ooh. And then it finally hits and it, it hits well. So what do you think, Amanda? Does trope define the intensity of the kiss? I don't think so because I only have one second chance on my list. All the rest are, they're all like fake relationship or the pining or something else. Here's a question though, for the fake relationship, is it the first kiss like, in like the fakeness of the fake relationship or is that that kiss where they finally have decided this is real that is really the kiss that gets you so i actually think that it's 
that even that first kiss, that fake kiss, because yeah. a lot of times that first kiss happens, that fake kiss that they're putting on the show creates the dynamic like that sparks the tension mm-hmm. forward. It's like you yeah, just ignited the kindling and now we're waiting for the sparks. Um, The one kiss that I, the one trope I think that always the kiss, I always am like so... I find it titillating um, is when you have a forbidden romance. Mm-hmm. So I read that risky game by Stacy Lynn and it's an age gap, single dad. She's the nanny, but it's also the sister of one of the players he coaches. And they have this super hot kissing moment. She's on his lap, but it's forbidden. You know, like there are reasons they should not be doing this. And it was like that kiss was intense and it really does mark the whole feel and vibe of that book that you know that their relationship, when it moves past kissing to the next stage, it is going to be full and intense. I just wish that book was better edited or I'd be talking about it nonstop. Well, and like Scandals of the Father by Zoe Blake, like that's taboo. There's a big age gap. He's like... But he asks for no consent on that kiss. (laughs) Well, there's no consent on the kiss. So that's like, that makes it like something else. But like, she's his kids, like his youngest kid's age, like not even like his oldest kid, his youngest kid's age. So like, and like he, oh, but it's just that one though. Yes, there's no consent. He just takes. And then she runs and he chases and then he just takes more. But it's like, you just anticipate it every single time with that book. Amanda, in Pray Tell, does she yes. kiss him first or does he kiss her first? It's when she's still engaged. It's at the engagement party. I think he kisses her. Okay. But she's, look. she's the aggressor in their she relationship. She is the aggressor, though. And also, I'm obsessed by that entire series like oh 100 obsessed yeah and now that you mention it like a lot of the ones on on my list were the woman is the aggressor yeah like aside from like the wicked aftermath by melissa foster which is it's not happening there but like my my other top one is damaged by riley edwards mm-hmm. and hadley is absolutely going oh. after brady 100 percent and you know, he's holding back because, you know, he's got some demons or whatever. And she finally pushes him until he corners her in the bathroom. And she's straight up. She's like, I, I'm not ready for this. Like he rips her shirt off. Like it is, they go to town. It is like, oh yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I not, was rereading it's first, that. Like they make yeah. lip contact. It's a first hole, everything. And then they bang. So it's really funny because Dante by Sadie Kincaid, which is, again, a little forbidden. It's an age gap. Um, And he kidnaps her. It's kind of forced proximity a little bit in that book. She says he might be a devil who fucks like a god and his kisses are hellfire. And I think that that like totally describes that book. But she just keeps she could say no. And she just keeps going because mm-hmm. like it's a moth to a flame in well, that And book. it's funny because I have Joey by Sadie Kincaid on my list. <laughs> well, and too. she's the pursuer. 
she pursues and she pursues hard and like their first kiss it's against a wall in an alley like yeah again sex they bang bang. against the wall in a dirty alley and she's a virgin and it's just it is it was delightful but she is the pursuer there because he wants nothing to do with it she's the femme fatale in that situation (laughs) so we all know how i feel about friends to lovers right we all know And sometimes I think one of the things that always gets me on Friends to Lovers is that first kiss is awkward, right? Because it's that step past friendship. Like it's the first step that's moving us past being friends on the way to lovers, right? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about Every Shade of Winter by Carrie Alex. You knew there was going to be a Carrie Alex book. You just, you had to know. I was Um, waiting for it. In that book, North and Amber are best friends, co-workers. She totally makes him chop wood with his shirt off so that all the horny housewives will come to the Christmas tree farm. Um, But the moment that he kisses her, it is the hands to the cheek that go into her hair. And it was just supposed to be comfort. Like he goes to kiss her on the cheek and ends up kissing her full out on the mouth. And there's this intensity and you knew that there was attraction between these two because obviously they're friends. So there's a care already in existence between these two. But once there's that kiss, like it's a full on inferno between the two of them. And he's a kinky SOB, like nice kinky. Um, so anyway. Well, but then you get books like Baden with Sophie and Baden from Sawyer Bennett, who they're friends to lovers. And it's like this, this build up and you like you know it's coming and you know it's not going to be awkward it's just going to be delightful and yeah. it is like so sweet canon in canon though their first kiss she dumps coffee on him and then they have their first date and their first kiss like leaves her desperate for him oh yeah but she's like i can't go any farther like that was an intense and then you have Cohen and Tilly and those two, like, up I mean, against a tree. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> so good. I love that book. Um, yeah. Well, that's like the hate kiss. Like, do you, like, that's a whole other, like, category. Like, the hate kiss and, like, oh, that leads yeah. to the hate fuck or the hate So speaking hate of oral. Zoe Blake, like, her entire, uh, the second book, the... Oh, yeah um sins of the son no it's no. sins of the father's or no, scandals, scandals of the, the father. father sins of the son is the third one yeah. i think no sins of the son is the second one and then it's the brother is the third one the brother is okay. the third one yeah. anyway in that second book he pretty much forces her to kiss him and she does well, he not pretty like much it. forces her to do everything well, yeah. There's not a lot of consent in that book either. So if consent is important to you, Zoe Blake may not be your author. Also, but... did you know the fourth book in that series comes out yes! January 7th? I am so excited. It's the like crazy uncle that we like get little tidbits about. And, I like, saw some of the, of the early reviews met. on um on Goodreads, people who have arcs, and let me just tell you, I'm desperate. Bonkers. Yes. Well, I, I'm very excited. Speaking of but, Zoe Blake, she has her Ivanov crime family. And in book two, which is also Primal Kink, it's, um, hold on, what I just want to, it's Vicious Oath. And he's chasing this girl who is his sister's best friend. 
and he's trying to protect her and he's chasing her. Anyway, when he goes to kiss her the first time, she takes a frying pan and hits him on the head and knocks him out and then runs because she's trying to escape him because she's been on the run with her other best friend trying to escape the Ivanov brothers. Anyway, Mm -hmm. she totally knocks him out cold. That's nice. Anyway. But then we have Jill Ramsauer, who in Silent Vows, like he kind of steals a kiss, the first kiss. But then like when he realizes she can talk, like he won't kiss her until she talks to him. Did you steal my quote off the page? No, I didn't. I didn't even know you had that on your page. It wasn't there <laughs> earlier when I was adding my, my books. I know, because it comes in a forehead kiss. Their first kiss is a forehead kiss. Mm. But he like begs to hear her voice before he'll kiss her the next time. So I'm gonna, I was like, I'm going to read the quote. Then his hands clasped the back of my neck and pulled me close until his forehead rested against mine. His eyes bore so deep into my soul, I feared he'd cleave me in two. You'll give me your voice from now on. His own voice softened, but his words were still more commanding than question. When I nod in response, his hands tightened on my neck with warning. Yes, I promise. Anything to keep him from asking more questions and demanding answers. He then kisses her forehead and then they go into a full on kiss. Mm hmm. Because I went searching for forehead kisses. Oh, because forehead kisses are... Also... Like, there's just such sweetness to a forehead kiss. Or even, like, when they, like, touch forehead to forehead, I was going through, which is not a kiss, but, like, I was going through my books and I found a lot of that. And, like, that's not what I need right now. But that would be... Like, that's something, too. Uh, Watch Me by Stacey Kennedy has a great forehead kiss. And I don't know. Have either one of you read Watch Me by Stacey Kennedy? So in that book, the heroine Zoe is a virgin and she manipulates a system and gets herself into the Phoenix Sex Club and is going to be part of a show uh, for all of the club members. And she gets the super hot Reese, the owner of Phoenix, um, takes her virginity in front of the entire club. It's part of a revenge against a guy that assaulted her and told everybody that he did have sex with her and then like shamed her across her college campus and they didn't. So she in this very public forum that he's a member that he's sitting there at with some of his buddies shames him. And after every after the scene is finished and we move forward and uh, Reese is like, you know, how the fuck did you get in here? You know, how is this working? Um he uh, drops a firm kiss onto her forehead in the most tender thing he'd done yet. She knew by locking on his arms that he didn't want to let go. Part of her didn't want him to either. And then he goes on to say, now you need to text me when you get home. And like, because, you know, that happens in like chapter two. <laughs> she mm-hmm. loses her virginity in chapter two to this. Well, I mean, she's strange. in a sex club. What does she expect? Right. Well, no, she planned it like it was it's a really great book. And but there's also an intimacy, I think, that comes with a forehead kiss. Mm -hmm. Well, and so Never With Me by Kaylee Ryan. It's Ramsey and Deacon. It is the precursor to her Kincaid brother series. So Ramsey, like she's had some abuse and some damage. But like when they do this blind photo shoot, Deacon like kisses her knuckles and it's like the the effect that just that like touch of his lips to her hand is like really 
emotional for her, but it's like, there's such a calmingness and kindness to the way that he kisses her throughout the entire book. You're just like, oh man. So Kaylee Ryan likes to do it. And I have to ask you, Amanda, if you noticed this too, she likes to put a couple, the girl up on the counter and the guy between her legs for Mm. a lot of her kissing scenes. Yeah. I, I noticed that in the couple, in the few that I've read. So those are, those are always really, really nice too. Do you know who else likes to do that? Jay, Julie Salmon. Jay Salmon likes to do those kinds of scenes too. Mm -hmm. I've only read one of her books. Um, I feel like, I mean, I feel like anytime there's something happening in a kitchen, it's always that. Or if they're at a bar, what book was it that I just read recently? Like they were at a bar. Here's one non-kiss book. The first book in her wild rock, her rock star book. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I ever read, she gives the hero, the heroine gives the hero a haircut and is like straddling his lap mm. while she's like trying to cut his hair. And they do not kiss, but she comes very close. And I mean, that book was a slow ass burn. And I'm like, could you just put some lips on something? I love it when they give them haircuts. Like mm-hmm. that is a. Like if there's a haircut scene in a book, I'm like, I'm there, give it to me. Like sensual about the way the authors write it. But it's like, cause their boobs are like right in their faces and stuff. Like they were always writing in like such a way. It's like, or, you know, when they're, when they're, when they're like testing the length and they rubbing it, you know, like like pulling, I'm like, I don't know. I'm doing all these hand motions. Nobody can see me, but we can see you. We can see you. We can see you. The thing is, is I do think that a lot of times those first kiss moments sometimes have more intimacy to them Mm -hmm. than the pop, the first pop. Yeah. And I think like even, even just, even just the sweetness. And I think you were talking about like like the friends to lovers and sometimes it can be awkward. So the one that, the one that I actually had was two fights by Nikki Castle. So they're like friends to lovers and the Haley gets out of like a bad relationship and she's, you know, kind of goes off and lets off some steam and Jack's like, sits her to bed, you know, she gets a little drunk or whatever. And he, he kisses her forehead while she's kind of asleep. And that's when he realizes, Oh, maybe like, maybe I'm feeling something more for her than, than friendship at this point and like that scene like gets me and then I, th- I think the other the only other one that, that I had like the before like where they weren't really kissing was the make me shiver by Marie Johnston mm. and it's more towards the end it's second chance and like he has to go back to Texas and she's like I, I like the ones where they're half asleep too I guess so she's like falling asleep and he like kisses her in her hair and he's like you know whispering like don't give up on us like those kind of things like, I like a hair kiss too because it's yeah. like they're always like really close and like they're almost doing it I mean a lot of times it's they're doing it to mark their territory and basically yeah. that is their way of peeing on them yeah well you know yeah. you guys know like I don't know why anything that comes out of my mouth is surprising to any of you at any point anymore <laughs> we're talking about sweet forehead kisses and hair kisses and Leah's talking about peeing well like they're marking their territory with the with the hair kiss oh my it's God. like this territorial like macho sometimes they're sweet but sometimes it's marking territory so, as well but Lauren I do enjoy Rose stuff. smitten they are both incredibly awkward, hero and heroine. And oh. she's a virgin. And he's had some one night stands because he's a rock star. And, you know, there's all that. 
But they, he's a rock star. I mean, well, but he, that's basically how it's like, it was expected of him, but it wasn't really. Oh, so he did it and he didn't yeah. like it so much. But their first kiss, they have their first kiss when she's leaving the party. And then they don't like there's, they live by coastal and there's not another like kiss or sex scene for like another 40% into the book. Like it's a slow burn on that one. And it's one of those that they're both really awkward, um, but the kiss makes sense. You know, like there's Mm -hmm. the intimacy that they're just starting to open themselves up and it creates this tension um, more so than just the spark of chemistry. Does that make sense? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it, you know, Lauren Rowe does tend to write like an awkward heroine because swoon also that's um friends to lovers close proximity they're working together and it's brother's best friend and they have was cute they have a really awkward (laughs) like when they decide they're going to be together it's kind of awkward and you're like okay (laughs) he doesn't love an awkward heroine though i mean welcome to my life right well you read that wrong gift (laughs) Oh, they're, but they're delightfully awkward. It's just such a good book. If you have not read Emmy Leone's The Wrong Gift, you should do it. It's so good. And it's not super long too. So it's really nice. Um, On the day we're recording, it's free till midnight, just FYI. Um, I like those kisses too, where it's like, there's like the damaged characters and like they treat them really well too like hidden waters by Catherine cowles beckett and Addie. Addie is she read it lived a rough life and beckett like it's almost like tentative like they both want it but they're like they're both nervous about moving like into that next step and so like their first kiss is like it's tentative but that almost creates this angst of itself because you're like oh there's the first one when's like what's the next one gonna be like so you want to talk about instant spark kiss not your average vixen by krista sandor amanda have you read this book yet i have i I was gonna say yeah i really like friends if you haven't no i have i have the vixen vixen. but that's like it that that moment where they're sitting in that banquet in the bar the restaurant and he's like doing stuff under the table and they kiss mm-hmm. like it's spicy yeah. and that kiss carries you because they don't get together again <laughs> for quite a little bit of time well and then they they're not so pleasant with each other for quite a bit of time too yeah so, they're not you know talking about not pleasant with each other and hot kisses hiding in the smoke by ophelia martinez mm. oh yeah the tequila i oh. jesus that scene lives rent free <laughs> in my head. Wow, and people! If you have not read that book, read that book. Read it yeah, is you won't look so at a bottle of tequila the same. No, not but ever. But she again. even in the next book, running from the flames, the right? running from the blaze. blaze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. in the next book, they have that moment. They're playing the game together, mm-hmm. and they have that kiss, and it's like so hot. And that book was like the slowest burn, but the way Ophelia made like the tension, the emotion, the intimacy, the sparks that she brings into those, those first kisses are like, cause 
in Running from the Blaze, they kiss on the dare. You know, yeah, she wins. he's also another rock star that's not. That's right. Quite, like rock his star. rock star image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I like. I like when things yeah. aren't quite what you expect them. Um, another one who does really great first kisses is Carrie and Ryan. Mm-hmm. She likes to build the tension. And sometimes I think, okay, they're going to kiss. But then they don't. And then they She's get interrupted. Like, She's a dirty tease. She is a dirty tease. But she like does phone like to tease Or that somebody knocks on the door. Like it's always something. Or a child interrupts. I'm Cock thinking blocks. bittersweet promises because that's a second chance romance and a kiss and like her son interrupts them and like constantly I just, he just knows he has the radar um yeah she does write a good first kiss but it's like almost kisses for yes. her there's so many almost kisses and it's not like them interrupting it's always an outside source interrupting uh, speaking of interruptions i also had which I also had Let Me Love You by Brittany Shaheen on there. So they have that super hot first kiss oh, yes. in the office off the club. And then, you know, they don't get back together. And every time they're trying to get back together, something interrupts them. So oh, that yeah. one's another There's one. There's a, lot, a of- lot of interruption. Um, mm-hmm. The nanny and the hothead. <laughs> because she gets drunk on the tequila in the mermaid outfit and she's on the bench with him. Yeah. And she's trying, she tries to kiss him or he yeah she's the aggressor on that one. Oh, she's totally the aggressor and then she kind of freaks out but i also love how krista does um <clears throat> because there's kids in those nanny books and it's always like you know i'm getting the book off the shelf for mm-hmm. and the i pipes. love that i love because they all get interrupted different times of kissing throughout the book well um, in different stages of it as well too. right like it's it's not necessarily just I think in Beefcake, they're on the washer. They like, are, yes. Make, she's sitting on the washer making out. and Well, and who doesn't like a good washer scene? Because, like, they're, like, hiding or, like, something's going on. Make me exhale when she's brewing. They have mm. an intense yeah. make-out scene. Don't they? When she's in the basement? Marie, yeah. Marie writes a good a good scene like that, though. She does. Because in King's Queen, Aiden and, oh my God, I'm drawing um, a blank. Yeah. <gasps> it is one of my favorite books that I'm drawing. I know. Like. And so am I. But there's a couple scenes in their book because the, it's a marriage in crisis and one of the best marriage in crisis books like I've read, like the, the way they reconnect, like they find these like unexpected moments to reconnect. What's her name? While you think about that, another instant kiss is After Hours in Milagro Street, where she think where he thinks she's he's kissing a ghost, and then they have sex, and like that was a pretty wonky instant kiss. That was a good one. That was a really really good one. Of course, that one goes straight to more than a kiss, so they're definitely it um, does. Um, another really great one is Britt Benson's Between Never and Forever. Kate. Her name is Kate. Kate. Sorry. Kate. I had dinner for Aiden and Kate there. from King's Aiden Queen. Aiden and Kate. Um, <clears throat> if you guys aren't reading Marie Johnson, read just Marie Johnson. Yeah. Like, all of them. Just all of them. Her books are great. Um, but Between Never and Forever uh, by Britt Benson. They have, it's Friends to Lovers Second Chance. 
and they have a kiss at the moment when they're 18 and they lose their virginity to each other. And then it's like 12 years and then they have a happenstance to meet again. And we have to wait a long time for that first kiss in the now mm-hmm. and the intensity that Britt Benson writes their connection. You just want to reach that book and shove those people's faces together and be like, kiss already. Like, let's get this going. Um, well, and I feel like with Resting Witch Face by Juliet Cross, it's Ruben and Jules's book. And it's like, you like are waiting for them to get back together. And they're both like, and Jules is so in her head. You're like, what is wrong with you? Just kiss him and let him bite you. You know you want it. Oh, my God. Um, Renna Morgan's Men of Haven, those men like to kiss and they like to oh, be in charge. Do. Yes, they do. I had, I had, of course, I had Stain and Deliver on here. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, it's probably going to be on every list that I have to make for all of our episodes going forward. Um, it's You're okay. welcome. Becky and I try and work one of her books into most. most I, I love so. Beckett and Gia. And it's like, you know, it's after he makes her dinner, which is also one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. It's I one of those. Book. She's one of those authors. It's one of those series that stops sleeping on it because it's a couple years mm-hmm. old and it still holds up. It the does. writing is so good. Um, and it has everything you want, particularly if you are a romantic suspense or you like those Morally gray. Morally gray. gray. Not quite on the side of. (laughs) Not always on the up and up, but not really the bad guys either. Yeah, they're so good. Um, But as you guys were talking about Melissa Foster, I was thinking about um, Wild Island Love. That was really good. They have Mm. a really epic first kiss because it's staged, right? Or it was supposed Mm -hmm. to be staged because they're fake dating. Well, yeah. it was it was like the time and place was staged, but the reaction was not staged and neither one of them were expecting it to go the way that it went. Yeah. And that's one thing I like about a fake relationship kiss is because you never like it always ends up being more. Always. Always. Um, okay, I do want to say Dangerous King by Sienna Snow. That is okay. one where he threads his fingers into her hair. And tugs her head back before sealing, um, she says, sealing my mouth, or he says, sealing my mouth over hers. Amon escapes her soft lift as she, as she grips my neck and deepens the kiss. Like, that was definitely one of those, like, we're this close and then we're both grabbing at each other. Mm-hmm. And those two had such an intense relationship. Their chemistry is insane. And I it's do, just, yeah, it was and, good. and we'll get to that in the next couple episodes as we talk about our year end stuff. But Sienna Snow ended up being kind of a standout author for me in 2023. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that. I read the rest of that series. I really liked it. Yeah. Okay. Are there any other kisses that we missed? <sighs> I mean, I'm, I, there are a lot, but I don't have any more on my list. I had I had a couple more on my list. Give so them. I had I had The Secret by Lulu Moore. I love that one. Um she's his nanny. Um they both have kind of like a misconception. So she thinks he has a girlfriend. He thinks she's going out with a neighbor guy and they're both kind of mad at each other. And they start like screaming at each other and they realize that, you know, they're both making the wrong assumption and they end up like 
having this was the angry kiss, the angry kiss really intense up against the refrigerator. So in the kitchen. So that was, that one's a really good one. I always remember that one because she, she says he tastes like whiskey and the best decision of her life. So that's another thing I like if they taste like some kind of alcohol or food, like, you know, (laughs) but if you describe like, if you describe like the hero tasting like whiskey or wine or something, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Or the sweetness, like when there's a baking scene, because I think that happens in Vixen when they're baking and he, you know, he's like, I taste the butter and the sugar. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Kaylee Ryan has one in the Riggs Brothers where she's a bakery owner and he talks about, you know, he tastes her sweetness and the sugar and I I do, or the vanilla. I like that. Although I do like when it's like, they don't want to have that attraction and they always taste like a bad decision. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. I like it when they taste like things. I don't know. It tastes like a bad decision. I I, I don't care. That's so funny. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, so I did ask on threads and Instagram for forehead kisses earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, and Julia Connors is teasing her center ice book, which is a oh. secret baby, you guys. And it was the did you I know that we didn't love book three, Amanda. Did you ever book go and read book good. four? No, I still play into. I just I haven't it's gotten really there yet. Good. I yeah. jumped. I jumped in there. That's where I yes. jumped in I first. I skipped all the other ones. People, I pulled a Becky. It was really good, but the tease into the next book, the epilogue. Oh my! See, yeah, this Becky is another reason I don't it. read epilogues. <laughs> because now we have to wait. Yeah, it's been. But I am over really six curious, months and I'm desperate. I am desperate for his story because there's like there has to be there's so much more going on there, and I cannot wait. I'll probably read it right before the new one comes out to kind of get myself back into that. I think well, it's end of January. I think it's end of January. January. Okay. But I'm a fool for a secret baby. Mm-hmm. And it's hockey secret baby. So can we yeah. sign me up? I do like a secret baby. I do too. Okay. Other kisses, Amanda, now that I've interrupted you, okay. I'm sorry. I've I had two more. So if we're going long, just tell me to stop. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> And where we talk about Ren and Morgan, I also like, I have to mention Nora Roberts. So I've been, I've been doing like, cause I'm not, I'm not that great with audio. So I've been trying to do some of the books that I've read before in audio and I've been listening to a lot of hers. Mm-hmm. So I had shelter in place and that's um, the main characters are Reed and Simone and he's very attracted to her, but she's kind of like walled herself off and she's not really kind of in the place for it and there's also you know this serial killer running around so but anyway so he's like talking to her and updating her on the case and he just kind of walks up to her and he kisses her really soft and slow right before he leaves and he's like and she's like oh that's an interesting take and he's like yeah and he's then he walks away and tells her she's the most beautiful woman he's ever seen and then she just like it it describes her as like like that opening a door for her yeah. And like, I think Nora Roberts does a really good job, like with that kind of thing, like, like setting up these swoony. small moments. She yeah, has a really good one in The moments. Witness too, where oh, it's kind yes. of like that. There's this attraction and this intensity and it's that one small kiss from the hero to the heroine that just, and I think her Boonesboro in series, all of those have that they unexpected do. kiss moment that must be a Nora Roberts thing as I sit here and think I about think it, it is 
I think the, it in is the Garley, every series is like that. And I think everyone that I've read by her, a lot of her, a lot of her standalones it. are that way, unless it's like second chance. And then you still get that, but it's like they already have this connection. But like yeah. all of the the new characters that are like newly meeting, there's always kind of like this small moment. And yeah. it, and it was really like when I listened, I was listening to it on audio, and I was like, oh wow, yeah, like like I, right there, Carolina Moon. Because that's oh. a second chance and their childhood friends, but now enemies. And then birthright. They were actually like married. That's right. I have that one next up to listen to on audio. Okay. You'll have to tell us how that kiss that first moment is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could just, you know, go on and on. I could. And then don't get me started on, I was thinking about Julie Garwood and some of her kisses. Yeah. Because lots of them are yes. shock kisses, especially in her old historicals. They're like... And he just grabs her and kisses her and then walks like away. to shut her up. Yes. Like, that's, like, that was Julie Garwood's thing. Like, like that's how they she, shut them up. I think up. she talked like, about that, too, with us a little bit, I didn't think she? she did. Talked about how sometimes she made her characters kiss just so they would shut up. Mm-hmm. But I, I like so that. And honestly, like, I've read a couple books like that where it's just, like, that's the way that they get them to stop fighting or something like that. Yeah. It's like... They're just going to make out. Okay, Amanda has another one. What's your other one, Amanda? I had one more. And this one's more of like, um, it's urban fantasy kind of N.A. So the Chicago Land Airs, which is like set in like kind of PNR urban fantasy series by Chloe Neal. So I reread it recently because she put out the last book in the series. And the first book is Wild Hunger. And they don't kiss until the end of the book. So these two grew up around each other. <laughs> Leah's making this face. So just like, no. But um, so she's the first vampire baby ever. Her name's Elisa. And then Connor is like the heir to the pack. So they kind of like grew up around each other and they come back in contact in their early 20s and realize that they're both like super into each other. And so they they don't kiss until the end of the book, but it's like, it's like this huge anticipation and it happens at the end of the book. And then like, even throughout the rest of the series, like the whole first three books, like every, every time they kiss, I'm just like swooning. Like, does I the, don't know. Does the slow burn make sense? Like the fact that they don't kiss till the end of the book, does it make sense? It does because there's like the well, city's being attacked. Too. Yeah, it's, it's new, new adult. adult. But yeah, the city's being like attacked. There's like all these outside forces. It's very okay. like, very urban fantasy. So it's well, then it won't bug me as much if it makes sense. Yeah. It really bugs me when it doesn't. So one more hate kiss. I think we all can agree that it's really great in their first kiss moment is a proposal they can't refuse. Mm. <sighs> that was that book. That book. <laughs> um, there's the moment that they have their first kiss is like angry and then they're mad that they feel attraction towards each other um but it's so good people are sending out their little you know recommend me a book for my 12 books next year i'm going around putting that in everybody's messages that book good for you (laughs) it's one of those that i just don't think people talk about enough no and it was it just like it wrecked me earlier this year i was just like i remember listening to the audio last fall um, it, well, it was last summer. It was right before we interviewed Natalie for the readathon in 2022. And I was listening to the audiobook and I get to the end, to the epilogues and to the end with the grandpas. 
And I just sat in my driveway and just bald. bald. I just, I love that book. I just read that book, people. Just read that book. Um, Okay, so those are our thoughts on kisses. If you have a favorite kiss or a book with a favorite kiss, will you send it to us? We would love to add it to our TBRs. You might see it come up in a quick shot of romance. We're going to try to keep better track of kisses. I don't know how we're going to do that in our reviews going forward. <laughs> I don't know. There's a method to all the madness. So. I don't know. Um, we're just going to have all the lines on the reviews. It's just going to be like, honestly, like I'm just going to have so many shelves and good reads, like good first kiss. Good I am first kiss that three, leads to the bang. Yeah. I am to three pages of shelf. Like, you know how on Goodreads there's the yep. side column? I have three side columns that I have to go through to find all of my shelves and I keep adding them well because we keep adding things I know well you know we just keep trying to look at things differently and then we're mad at our past selves that we didn't think of these dumbasses well and like as I like go through my goodreads if I don't have everything shelved as many places as I think they should be then I go and like adapt them so like presently uh does make better choices <laughs> two weeks from now leah will be pissed at now leah because <laughs> i did something dumb well and who would have thought you know back in 2020 that we'd still be going with the podcast and needing shelves this is true you know um okay so guess what guys it's that time it's that, that time. time for book book uh, of the, the week. week it's book of the week time um Earlier today, I was talking to Leonore Solis for 12 Days of Merry Madness. And she's like, whenever she reads our graphic on our Instagram feed, she says the book of the week like we do. <laughs> that makes me happy. That's awesome. That makes me really happy. Um, Amanda, what's your book of the week? Okay, so I'm still, I'm just on an urban fantasy kick reread these days. Um, so my book of the week is Magic Bleeds by Alona Andrews. So I've read the series um, several times, but they're actually releasing it slowly in graphic audio. Nice. And they just released it not that long ago. So it's full cast graphic audio and it's amazing. Like I'm just that I think it's my favorite book in that series. But yeah, it's urban fantasy, the whole like post-apocalyptic Atlanta. Yeah. Like there's shifters and humans and demons and vampires and but the um the main characters in that book, Kate and Curran, or Kate and Curran, they finally like get together in this book, like fully get together. So it's yeah. it's I loved it in audio. So highly recommend the graphic audio of that. I really like graphic audios, like the full audio play feels of these some of these books I think are fantastic. Um, someone said that Beverly Jenkins is getting ready to redo some of her audio into graphic audio. And really? I think that would be phenomenal yeah so. I find, i'm finding that's easier for me that or third person is easier for me than like it's dual like POV listening right now. to a tv show mm-hmm. than it is watching it yeah yeah um so leah cool. what's your book of the week um my book of the week is irish charmer by lk shaw um i went down an irish mafia italian mafia rabbit hole i've never read her before and i was like oh this sounds good and so but this one is book six out of seven i think it is a secret baby age gap where she is older 
Yeah. Nice. It was it was pretty good. I liked Sweet. it. I like the whole series. The last one is book book seven. It's an age gap and he's a silver fox and she is the pursuer. Oh yeah. Nice. <clears throat> also very good. Excellent. Um, so my book of the week is Where It Begins by Helena Hunting. Um, it's a 1001 Dark Nights novella that came out, and it's the story of Skye and Sydney, who Skye is Violet's mom from Pucked, and Sydney is Miller's dad from whatever book two in that series is. I think it's Pucked Up. Um, Pucked Over, maybe? No, it's Pucked Up. Yeti is Pucked Up. Um, so this was fantastic. It was all the things that you loved about Puck. You got Violet and Miller as young teens. Randy makes a small little um, appearance. He gets caught having sex with a girl over Sydney on Sydney's couch when he brings Sky home after their first date. Hilarious and awkward. Um, It was really good. I listened to the audiobook. Joe Arden and Aaron Mallon do the audiobook. It was a delightful read, and it was just fun to kind of have that prequel to the chaos that is, you know, Helena Hunting's hockey world. So, and I'm excited because she's bringing us a new hockey series in 2024, and I'm excited to see what's all going to happen with that. Um, Okay. Uh, you can always find our list of book of the weeks on both our social media and also on our website. We list those in our on the shelf show notes, uh, Patreon update. I would like to welcome new Patreon member, Amy. Um, we are super excited to have you and we promise when you come to things, we will make sure Amanda does not become a stage five clinger. I'm not making any promises. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We are so excited to have you join us. Welcome to all the chaos. Uh, And restraining orders don't really work, just FYI. Um, Swag packs are headed out and into the mail this week. They should be hitting your mailboxes. Um, I'm so excited to share that our swag pack sponsoring authors for December are author Jill Ramsauer and author Golden Angel. Um, I think that if you've never read either of these authors, these are books that you could start with. Jill Ramsauer. I started with Silent Vows. Mm-hmm. And it was a spinoff from her Five Family series, but I think it reads great. I think her books read really well as standalones, to be honest. I do too. Did you start at Silent Vows, Amanda, or did you go to Corrupted Union first? Or you haven't? I haven't. I haven't read her yet. I haven't read either one of them yet. So I'm listening I'm to really your recommendation. I'm really excited for the next one. Yes. The next one sounds really good. I'm excited too. I really do like Jill Ramsauer. She was a nice new to me author this year. Um, in prep for uh, our mafia episode that Heather and I did earlier this year, mm-hmm. and then if you're not sure of mafia, she's like mafia light ish. Yeah, it's a grayer. So. Although she does have a meat cute with a knife. That's true. I mean, um, and then author Golden Angel. If you read historical romances, a season for treason is amazing. They are lady spies. And it's really, they're really, really good and very sexy. I also learned what figging was from that book. So. Oh, was that one the top sheet of figging? Um, And then her contemporary romances, the Masters of the Marquis series. Book one is Bondage Buddies. 
I really enjoy that series. You can read them all as standalones. And she has a fem, a couple femdoms in her books and stuff, mm-hmm. which I really, really enjoyed. And she um, has a pretty vast backlist, and there's a decent variety in she like, the also way the stories are. A ton of novellas with the like daddy like nacho Mm -hmm. daddy and different ones like that um those are great to pick up and to read her books but her books are very sexy there is some power dynamic at times but overall they're just really great well-developed characters i do like Mm -hmm. her writing style um okay uh like i said swag packs are out these go out every month to fancy drinks cold brew and queen bee tears we still have fun buzzing about romance exclusive stickers mood reader cards and other fun things um we mail these around the 10th of the month and we do ship these internationally this perk is mailed once monthly if you join after the 10th of a month your first swag pack will not be mailed till the following month All members of Patreon get exclusive things like Buzzing Book Club and extra episodes like Should You Read It and Buzzing After Dark. And you can find a list of all our events at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events, including happy hours, IG lives, and book clubs. And we're still working on our Clear the TBR challenge, so there's still time to join us for that. And Amanda and I, Amanda's going to make her happy hour debut at the end of December. Yes. So we'll be joined by author Amy Award, and we are going to help her celebrate the release of Wiener Down the Way. Yay. And Amanda's only going to be slightly stalkerish. My face is just going to turn red and I'm probably going to, you know, just barely talk. That's, that's what I do. So at least there's a screen between. At least she can't run away. (laughs) She can't run away. (laughs) No, I can't run away. That's true. She can't be like, hi, I love you. And then run away. I mean, I I guess she could disconnect the Zoom meeting. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Anyway, and we have some fun announcements coming up. And um, so make sure you are following us on social media for some cool things that are still happening in December, but also some fun announcements coming in January of 2024. Um, Guys, thanks so much for joining me today and talk all about kissing. Thanks for having us. It was so much fun. Um, Until next time, everybody. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 